You're listening to Who's Your Single. Join us on our quest to pick more winners at the racetrack. And now, here's the leader of FBG Nation, Dan Cronin, joined by yours truly, CC Broadus. everybody welcome back to another episode of who's your single we're recording this on valentine's day three days before uh the big day at fairgrounds the risen star stakes of course that's on february the 17th 2024 and i'm joined by the leader of fbg nation of course dan cronin dan how you doing i'm doing pretty good pretty good had a pretty good week last week and uh so I was I was happy and uh Fat Tuesday was very good to me with three star plays, two of them paid over ten dollars, so that helped my bankroll. So we're we're in the black for the last couple of weeks, big time. Yeah, need more of those and less exactly. of the others. Yeah. So uh March Madness right around the corner. How's how's the Bruins doing? They keep winning. The big weeks this week, because now it gets serious if uh if they can win these two this week, that'd be uh, nine out of ten, and their only loss was up eighteen at Arizona when they got cheated, and Arizona shot twenty-five free throws in the last ten minutes while they were losing. Have you ever heard of a team doing that? No, that's rare. The team was that down is... double digits, trying to come back, and they shot twenty-five free throws. It's usually the other way around, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's near impossible. That's that's what you yep. call an outlier. Yeah. So they got a shot. That's all you can ask. As bad as they started this the season off with nine kids, eighteen, nineteen years old, you, you just you can't do that these days with five and six year players. So uh, right. they're very very young, and yep. uh, so if they can just keep them, then uh, they'll have something to say next year. But uh, for the rest of this year, it's it could get exciting if they can win these next two games. All right, we're looking forward to that and looking forward to turning the calendar to some warmer weather. But uh, uh, for this weekend, it's going to be uh, maybe a little bit on the chilly side uh, at the main track we're covering. Of course, that's the fairgrounds. Now, uh, you want to uh, log on to fatballguyracing.com. Uh, he's going to have uh, tracks from all over the country. Of course, Santa Anita, Oaklawn, Gulfstream, Turfway, and uh, several uh, college basketball picks as well. So, uh, before we get into, uh, our, our plays of the weekend, I want to remind everybody to uh, like, subscribe, follow, leave a nice comment. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, anytime that, uh, we post a, a new podcast, you'll be able to, to see that notification. You can tune in anytime you want. Uh, and let's, uh, let's dive in. Uh, we're going to spend our day at the fairgrounds. Uh, that's, that's the, gonna be the bulk of my play, I think. Uh, Fairgrounds has an exciting 14 race card. Wanna remind everybody, wanna give you, give good advice. Just don't play every single race. I mean, you just, you, you can, you can beat a race, but you can't beat the races unless you just, uh, you're absolutely lucky. But, uh, you know, 14 race card, you wanna pick your spots. And some of these races, uh, I like to think that, that you know, that, this is one of those cards that uh, a lot of it is for informational purposes only. We've got Keeneland right around the corner. A lot of these races, uh, these maiden races, lounge races for three-year-olds, you want to take some notes on these horses, and, and they're going to reappear 
down the road at Keeneland or Churchill, if you can uh, find a service, Equibase or DRF or, or anywhere that has a the, the stable, uh, stable mail, whatever, that, that, that this is a good day to, to put that to good use. And you can find some gems maybe down the road. Uh, would you not agree, Dan? Oh, you have to. You got to be watching them videos and taking your notes and watching these races and, you know, not just the horse that wins, but, you know, make a note of how good that horse is that won and look at those horses right in behind. And, you know, when they find their friends, they're going to run big. And, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the bulk of my plays. I, I love finding horses like, for example, Fat Tuesday, the, the horse in the last race, we all singled because he lost to a good one, looked great on video, comes back in his second start and, Wins, you know, got tested in the lane and drew back away. And, you know, that's, that's the way you, you find those horses though. You know, they're, they're not all going to be even money. Sometimes they're four, five, six to one. And you, know, you can find some good ones doing that. All right. So let's, uh, let's dive in. Let's uh, wait no longer. We've got, uh, four horses we want to cover on this edition. And we're going to start with Fairgrounds race number three. And this could be a stakes race, really. It's an allowance optional claimer, $65,000 purse, going a mile and 16th. And this is for uh, three-year-olds, which have never won a race other than maiden, maiden claiming or starter, yada, yada, yada. And it's probably a three-horse race and probably chock full of future greatest stakes winners, honestly. Uh, of, the, of those three, Dan, uh, who did you prefer? I prefer Nash, uh, to the other two. Uh, I mean, Ethan Energy can win, no question. Uh, Tuscan Sky is a complete guess. You know, win in the mud at Aqueduct, but did win easy. So just, just the rules of handicapping to me, you got to try to beat Tuscan Sky, where Nash is running two straight graded stakes, ran into track phantom both times and the public thought like we did that Nash would probably beat track phantom and he couldn't. And, uh, you know, maybe he's one of these horses that need Lasix. I don't know. I mean, he's never had it. He's finally going to get it. He gets a gigantic rider change going to Pratt. I think that's a monster rider change because I think sometimes Ferran Giroux relaxes early in the race a little too much. And maybe Nash is one of them horses that you just got to send him. And, you know, if he gets in front, maybe they'll never get by him. And, I mean, Tuscan Sky may outbreak him with Saez, but, uh, I think Nash is probably the best horse in there, and I wouldn't give up on Nash totally for the Derby yet. Uh, it's a little perplexing why they would run him here and not not in the stake, but, you know, maybe they want to get him some confidence and then take their one shot maybe in the bluegrass or something with him and, and you know, go that route. Um, because you don't want a horse being one for five. It, then you start destroying them a little bit. So I think this is just... Brad Cox being smart, giving him a confidence booster and, uh, you know, see if he's as good as they, they think he is. And sometimes Lasix will do the trick. Yeah, no doubt about it. I was, I, that, that was the question I was going to ask you if, uh, why this spot? You know, there's, there's several others. I'm sure that they, they could find a, a stakes race somewhere, but, uh, they, they settle on this allowance race. And, uh, yeah, I'm like you. This is a confidence builder. And yeah, after this, they'll probably have one shot. It'll either be the Louisiana Derby, Arkansas Derby, or uh, or Bluegrass. 
uh, maybe even like the Wood Memorial, something like that. But uh, yeah, Nash, uh, this this is a fun race. Uh, don't even have to bet it. As far as I'm concerned, it's just fun to watch. So uh, looking forward to race number three at the fairgrounds. Now we're going to go to race number five. And another great uh, allowance race, uh, 65,000 mile on the 16th. Phillies, three years old, which have never won two races. And we have a field of eight. And, uh, yeah, Dan, tell us about your selection here in race number five. I think this is the exact same thing we just said with Nash. I think McPeak looked at Sistina Chapel, said, all right, she's one for six. She's taken on the heavy heads. She's never had Lasix. She just ran against Alpine Princess two in a row and then West Omaha. She's tried them. She's probably a little bit of a notch below them. So why not give her a confidence booster, get her Lasix, see if she really responds with some Lasix, because at least then they know where they need to put her, you know, in, in spots with Lasix, put her in maybe the B races uh, instead of, you know, going straight to the Kentucky Oaks or something. You may, you know, the black eyed Susan type races where you're just a notch below. Uh, a lot of those spots will allow Lasix. You can find them around the country that'll allow it. So let's see where she, what she is. And I, I think it's a big change in rider going from, going from Lannery to BJ Hernandez. I, I, I just think getting away from the heavy heads, it can only help. And, you know, other than standout sensation for Tom Amos, I'm, I'm not real sure there's anything in here that, that'll be anywhere close to her. So I, I think she's going to sit third or fourth on the, on the rail and, He's going to wait to the head of the lane, and he's going to try to explode through them. And I think Sistina Chapel. You can flip a coin. Which one you want to single, Nash or Sistina Chapel? Single the one you like better. And uh, I, I, if Sistina Chapel's anywhere over eight or nine to five, I'm betting on her for sure. Yeah, Sistina Chapel looks like a uh, yeah, kind of a drop in class here. So yes, it looks like a standout. I'm really looking forward to seeing this filly get back to grass. As her dam was a greatest sex winner in Brazil and Crimson Tide is the grandsire. She, he was by Sadler's well. So there's a lot of turf pedigree there on the dam side. Of course, Leon's map has had his share of uh, turf winners as well. I want to give a shout out to our buddy Joel Politi, who has the four standout sensation. Uh, claim this horse for a hundred thousand dollars. That is something you rarely see. And looks like uh, they've done a good job with this horse, this filly already, the daughter of Take Charge Indy. So, yeah, always rooting for Joel. He's a great guy, and we want to see him do well. And that concludes race five. So now we're going to go on down to race number nine. And, uh, yeah, we're getting later in the day. So it's a maiden special weight, three years old, mile on the 16th, $65,000 purse. Another great race field of 10. And uh, we've, we've got some talking horses in here. Number eight, Sweet Talking Bourbon, took uh, some action in his debut, Son of Twirling Candy, for Sherry DeVoe. And then the 10-horse Cornish Man uh, was sent off at around 3-1, to one. Son of Curlin, and he, he wound up finishing second. But you're going elsewhere in this uh, maiden field. Tell us about who you like and who you're going against these uh, these talking horses in race number nine. Yeah, I'm not real sure how to say this name, Anta. Aquarium? Does that sound right? That sounds good. <laughs> I I love Todd Pletcher's second time out, and you know th this horse was in so deep last time. 
I mean, Conquest Warrior is just a really, really nice horse for Shug McGahee. Military Road is a Clement. And then the, the eight to five favorite in that race was a different Pletcher, BU, that, that ran in a Breeders' Cup. I mean, that, that race was absolutely loaded. And this horse, uh, you know, broke pretty well, got right on the pace, 46 and four. That middle, uh, split there was 22 and change. I mean, that is really fast at, you know, for a second quarter like that. And he was head bobbing all the way around. And, and he pulled away from the rest of the field to win and just got nailed by Conquest, Conquest Warrior from the back. And I, I think this horse has always wanted to go two turns. I think two turns just hits this horse perfect. The first, uh, the first race he did get Lasix. He gets it a second time. And sometimes I like second time Lasix even better than first time Lasix. So I just think this horse is going to go wire to wire. I mean, I don't think he has to have the lead. But I think he's going to run huge. And, you know, Cornish man, yeah, I mean, he got left in the gate. Yes, he was flying at the end. It's Brad Cox. He's going to take a bunch of money. It's Godolphin. But does he really want two turns? He's a curling. He probably does. But it's first time, you know, going long. You know, I, I, I don't know. Going from six furlongs to two turns and your second start sometimes Sometimes they get way over bet, and I'm hoping that they make this Cornishman even money and, and we can get two to one on the Pletcher. And of course, we're guessing we don't know what they're, they're going to be, but, uh, I, I just think this horse for Pletcher, he loves winning undercard races on big days. And I know he's bringing a firster that can run, and I know he's got this horse he's bringing that can run. I think he's trying to win a couple of these races to pay for this trip over to, over to the fairgrounds and, uh, I, I wouldn't leave this horse off your tickets. I'm, I'm betting big if he's anywhere over two to one. I think you might get that actually. There's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of steam on Cornish man for sure. Uh, not so much on the Sherry DeVoe. I think, uh, maybe the, the, the shines come off the coin a little bit there, but, uh, yeah, Cornish man's going to take a lot of beating and Aquarian. Uh, yeah, was, uh, this pedigree he's by pre- uh, preservationist. I think that horse got better as he got older. This is a, uh, a Brereton Jones, uh, pedigree on the bottom. Uh, look, looking at this horse's pedigree, silver comic, silver reunion. That's, uh, that's Brereton Jones through and through our, our late ex governor. And, uh, yeah, this, uh, for, for them to spend 250,000 on this horse, this, this guy's got to be a looker. It's got to be a, a handsome yep. specimen. And yeah, that, that race that we're, he was run down by Conquest Warrior. I'm really excited to see what Conquest Warrior does next. Looking forward to seeing because I think that horse is a bona fide uh, contender in something. I don't know if he'll make the Derby in time, but yeah, he's uh, looking forward to whatever he runs in next. And uh, yeah, so yeah, very exciting race, race nine, this maiden special weight. Looking forward to that as well. Now we're going to skip ahead to our final race we're going to cover, and that's the 13th race. This is the Rachel Alexandra Stakes, $300,000, mile on the 16th. This is for three-year-old fillies. It's a Kentucky, or excuse me, Kentucky Oaks points race. I think the winner gets 50 points. And we have a field of seven, and it's a great race. Uh, you've got Tarifa uh, Pinnock, who ran a, a bang-up uh, win in a, an allowance race in the slop, going five and a half. Perfect shot. Uh, finished second in the, uh, the Silver Bullet Day. Intricate Alpine Princess. VV's Dream finally coming back after a, a poor effort at one to nine in the in the rags to riches at Churchill. And of course, West Omaha, who just uh, won 
a stake at fairgrounds impressively uh, out of that uh out of that field of seven i know you like a filly in here who do you like in race well, number first, 13 first of all i could not disagree more with the morning line maker i think vv's prince Princess or VV's dream should be third choice. He's got her the morning line favorite. I think Alpine Princess should be the favorite. He's got her third choice. I like Alpine Princess. I, 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 the last two races were just absolutely sensational. I mean, she just toyed with West Omaha last time, who then came back and aired a field. I mean, just aired a field and, and then, if you go back and you watch her works, which you can watch the works right on the 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 the, the Bruno uh, site there with the Kentucky Horseman, she just absolutely destroyed a colt for Brad Cox that's in in the Risen Star. So I mean, she she just destroyed the colt. I mean, she galloped out 15 lengths ahead of him. I mean, it was one of the most sensational works I've ever seen for a three-year-old filly. I don't want to put her in rarefied air yet, but I'm telling you, if she runs anywhere near that last work, she's going to toy with this field. I love Alpine Princess. If I get seven to two, I will be betting every dollar I can find and every dollar I can deposit on Alpine Princess. Yeah, I'm like you. I I think the reason that the – Chris, we talked about this, or, or if you listen to our other podcast with Kevin Kilroy, uh, who covers this card too, uh, it was uh, extensive coverage. Uh, the, the, I think everybody's going to be against VV's dream, but apparently the horse is really working well at Fairgrounds, and, and the the clocker at Fairgrounds is also the guy that makes the morning line. So there's something to that. The, 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 I think that's the main reason why why they uh, made her the uh, the morning oh, line favorite. Be. I know yeah. Kenny, Kenny called me, uh, and explained to me why they didn't go to the Breeders' Cup before she ran in the, uh, Rags to Riches. And he was high on her. He just said she's a really, really nervous filly and it scares him to run her in front of big crowds and shipping her across the country. And so his plan all along was to stay at the fairgrounds with her, ship her home to, uh, to Keeneland. And then put her right into the oaks if she's good enough and, and try to keep her at, in her own stall and not move her around much. But, you know, they're going to get a big crowd. I mean, if she starts turning a hair, like he says, and she gets real nervous, she's liable to run her race in the paddock. And I don't know. I, I she something the way she hand, didn't run on against Candied and then the, the way she didn't even show up. When they turn for home in the rags to riches, I, it just kind of turned me off of her. So she's going to have to beat me. I, I think Brad Cox has the best two fillies in the country and why he put them in the same race. I don't know, but I guess it's more of they don't think it's a big deal to get into the oaks because most of the time, if you get any points at all, you can run in the oaks. So they don't usually oversubscribe. So. I, I don't think he's worried about points or anything for the Oaks, and that's why he just kept them together. And and his third filly's not bad. Tarifa's not bad. You know, she was hyped, didn't fire much at Churchill, and then she did win last last start, but she wasn't that impressive. So she'd be the third Cox to me 
I, I just think Alpine Princess, she doesn't need the lead. She, she, if she gets it, she's gone, but she can sit back and blast home. I don't think it matters. Um, so I'm all in on Alpine Princess. That I'm singling her on every ticket. And if I lose, I lose seven to two is just too good for me to pass up. Yep. That's what this game's all about. Being a strong opinion. And sounds like you have one there in the Rachel Alexander. Of course, the, the 14th race is the Risen Star. And this is a very tough race. Uh, no singles here. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to this as well. This is going to be a great day of racing. So, uh, uh, Dan, anything else before we wrap it up? No, not really. I, I, I'll just, well, I will say this. Uh, in talking to the Chad Brown people, I know that they really, really like this horse, Sierra Leone. Now, whether he's that good or not, we don't know yet. And, of course, Chad's ice cold right now. But I know as a group, they really, really think this horse can win the Kentucky Derby. So don't leave that one off your tickets. I don't know what he'll be on the – I didn't see the, the morning line. I don't know if he's two or three or four to one, but I figured he'd be in the mix. Um, because like you said, there's three or four of them in there that can win. Uh, Hall of Fame can win. Uh, Track Phantom, of course, can win. I, I'm not real high on catching freedom after watching what the Philly did to catching freedom in that workout, but uh, maybe she's just that good and, and uh, he's just a dead closer. So maybe that's why she ran away. I don't know. But uh, I was told Moonlight's going in this race and not the earlier race uh, if you're handicapping. So I'm assuming Moonlight will stay in the Risen Star. Okay. All right, good to know. And yeah, this is a great race. I'm looking forward to this as well. So uh this has this race has had its share of upsets over the years. So, you know, uh sometimes sometimes three year olds can wake up overnight. So just uh be aware. But uh yeah, great great day racing, looking forward to it. And uh yeah, that's uh that's gonna conclude it for this episode of Who's Your Single. Of course we wanna remind everybody to like, follow, subscribe and leave a nice comment uh, if you if you can. So uh, uh, we'll wrap it up here and uh, want to thank Dan as always, uh, Dan Cronin from Fatball Guy Racing. You can uh, check out his picks. Like we said, uh, tracks all over the country and some college basketball selections as well. That's uh, fatballguyracing.com. And we want to invite people to, uh, to listen to our other uh, network of podcasts, of course, the Auxiliary Gate and the Beard Course, which has a uh, new episode this week. So, on behalf of Dan Cronin, I'm CC Broadus, gambling money, ain't got no home. Good night, everybody.